Your Life by Design presents the Expansion and Evolution Project. In this podcast series, I interview women who have decided to shake it up and redefine what it means to be successful and lean into a mission-driven life. These are women who are on a soul expansion journey. They left what was familiar, made a pivot in their career, and followed the calls of their soul. Listen to their journey, the lessons they learned, the doubts that they moved through, and how much more expanded their life feels just by leaning into their desires. Be inspired by their story so that you can begin to take those steps that lead you to redefining your own life. This process of expansion and evolution is the core of my work and how I came to create my Meet Your Edge experience, which takes you through the edges of your potential and onto your next evolution. I can't wait to share this with you. Stay on to the end so you can access my complimentary expansion evolution workbook with journal questions. Now let's begin. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the Expansion Evolution Project. You are my very first guest for this, and I'm super excited. I want this to be an opportunity to highlight the pivots and and celebrate the pivots that women have made in their lives, because I think there's so much conditioning around pick a job, stick with it, retire, and then live your life, right? And I'm so excited to be doing this, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for joining. It was actually like... Almost, I think it was exactly a year ago that I got on a Zoom call with you for the first time because I remember I was out Mm -hmm. West, which was a year ago. So it's really special to be invited back onto Zoom, but in a different capacity with you. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I was like, I thought it was in the fall, but you're right. It was at the beginning of summer. Yeah. I I just, I love looking back at where, like in your past, looking back, like where you were and where you are now and how like much can change in a year and everything, which is such a beautiful segue into what this whole project is all about. But why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, just thank you so much for having me on. My name is Lauren Saunders and I am a, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit of all (laughs) the things, but I suppose I most, mostly identify as an entrepreneur, a course creator and coach for other creatives, other spiritual business owners. And I really specialize and love talking to people about making money online because freedom is my whole thing. And I just think there's so much possibility out there, but I really have taken a very strong interest, if you will, or focus in what I do and how I help people on the energy side of things, on what it means to align your energy with a different life if that's what you desire or success in business or whatever that is. So I'm really heavy into spirituality, self-development, neuroplasticity, quantum physics, and I'm also an artist. (laughs) So I don't know. Those are just a few of my quote unquote pivots, if you will, which I could probably write a book on. Yeah. If I was to like identify who I am and what I specifically do, I would say artist and course creator who coaches other creatives. (laughs) When I came across your stuff, you were more in the coaching space and let's start there. I know there's like different habits I want to take with you on the, in this call, but so how long, how long ago did you go into the coach? Actually, before we start that, why don't you tell people what you did before you went into the coaching Mm -hmm. space? Yeah, I was a high school art teacher and actually that was what I went to school for. And before that I was, I worked in Australia as a teacher for three years. I was working in special needs schools essentially, or schools for children with special needs. And then when I moved home, I got a job in Toronto as a high school art teacher, but it wasn't full-time. And so I started my first business, which was actually doing lashes out of my home in Toronto at the time. And 
I just wanted to make a little bit of money. I wasn't a business owner. I didn't know anything about running a business, but I'd always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I had always found ways to like make money or sell artwork or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I started that business to make a little bit of side income while I was in my mind moving into a full-time teaching career. But I was feeling at the time very like anxious at the idea of just doing the one thing. Cause I'd spent my whole life pivoting what I wanted and where I was being led and allowing myself to really flow with my creative desires. So lashes really took off for me. And I think just showed me a world of entrepreneurship. And it also segued me into business coaching. I really got started with helping other lash artists. And this was, I'd actually left teaching at the time. I was like, this entrepreneurship thing is for me. I believe there's so much more available and I'm going to go for it and see what happens. And yeah, I started coaching people. I actually built a course called Lash Boss Academy. And over the years that transitioned into helping other people to create online courses and coaching programs with a real, like I said, emphasis on the energy mindset side of things, because it's the energy we in that, sorry, it's the energy we're in that dictates our outcomes of the action that we take, not the actions themselves. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely forgot about Lash Boss. Oh my gosh. Can't even talk. Lash Boss Academy. Completely forgot that was one of your pivots as well. Let's, one of the things that I want to speaking of mindset and everything, I want to like tap into your mind a little bit about what that pivot was like to go from being a teacher, a job that has a lot of, there's a lot of people view teachers as it's a perfect job, but you do this, it has a steady paycheck, you have like your retirement, all that stuff to completely pivoting and like jumping into something where it's, I don't know where it's going to go, but we're going to try it anyways. I want to talk about that because I feel like for a lot of people who are in a career that maybe served them at one point and is no longer serving them and they're wanting to pivot, the fear of that pivot sometimes is stronger and it feels bigger than the actual, the excitement or the rewards that could be possible on the other side. And so mm-hmm. was that an easy pivot for you to make? Was that something that took you a while? I'm curious, even like family and friends, what did they think? Walk me through that a little bit. Yeah, I think it was two things for me that made it quite easy. At the time, I had a full-time income doing lashes. So I was very lucky to be able to support myself in taking myself out of teaching. I don't really remember not being supported. And I know like to this day, my mom, who's my biggest cheerleader and wonderful in every way, would still love to see me in like a nine to five teaching position with a pension. And absolutely. But, and that's okay. That's just her desiring for me to be safe and her version of safe is that right. So I never didn't have the support of my family. I definitely had like people being like, okay, yeah, we'll see what happens here. And like, I I don't think I had a lot of belief behind what I was doing until I actually went and made it work. But I just didn't let that stop me regardless, because (laughs) it sounds a little bit morbid, but I think the thing that drives me to take those kinds of risks, quote unquote, is that life is risky. We don't get out of it alive. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to die at the end of this. (laughs) To me, that's very liberating, actually. Like, why wouldn't I try? And the second part of that was 
like really knowing what my backup plan was. I could always go back to teaching at the time. It was a private school job. And so there wasn't, I wasn't like in with a school board that was, that can sometimes take years and years. Not that would have stopped me anyways. And so it just felt like I could always get another teaching job. Basically I told myself, I'm going to give myself a year and see where I can go with this, which now looking back, it did take a year until I really started making money. And at no point was I going back to teaching, <laughs> but I told myself that, right? Like, I think we're so scared to just look at the possibilities and be like, what is the worst that can happen? I can get another job and that's okay. Right. I can serve on the side of this. If I need to, I can like, whatever life is meant in my opinion for exploring and I don't have children. So maybe it's easier for me. I'm not sure, but I just feel like we're all tiptoeing our way to all inevitably end up in the same place. And I don't want to look back and wonder, like even the biggest risks I've taken and the ones that really didn't work out for me, I'm still so happy that I had the balls to do it and try. I'd rather totally try and fail than never try at all. As cliche as that sounds, that really is how I feel. <laughs> I love that. That resonates a lot of things that how I think about things. I picture myself being like towards the end of my life and sitting on the bed and would I regret having done this decision? Would I regret making a leap towards something that speaks so much to my soul? Or would I regret that I didn't do it because I wanted to be somewhere safe? And it always ends up and no, I would regret not going for it. And I just love that, that you're just like, we're going to do it. And I think, I think sometimes also and you did this too, because you had your last business while you were also teaching part-time. So I think like it wasn't a complete 180 where you're going from one thing to the next. And I, that's something where for me as being a speech therapist, I'm also holding space for myself to explore more of the spiritual coaching and like with human design and now getting trained in rapid resolution therapy. Like I am holding space for that and doing both at the same time. And I think some people get in their heads where we have to like completely make a shift and that could be too much, but just allowing yourself to toe dip into it and explore yeah. it a little bit and like just get some feedback because for me, it used to be, I can't, I used to view almost like exploration as committing. And so I'm like, I can't explore this because I'm not ready to make a shift, but exploring is literally just that you're just like sampling and getting a taste of it. Yeah. yeah. And I actually would recommend that's how people go about it because if you cut yourself off of your bread and butter, so to speak, to try things as say an entrepreneur, there's a saying that leap in the net will appear. And that's true. So long as your nervous system doesn't go into free fall thinking that it's not going to appear. <laughs> um, and so even now I've really stepped away temporarily from my coaching business to focus on my art business, which is also in like the business realm we can talk about later, but I have a variety of monthly clients. I have a mastermind full of people on yearly payment or like monthly payment plans for a year. I have, it's, I didn't just go, okay, now I'm going right. to make a full-time income as an artist. And I don't think I could have held space for that working out if I didn't have some kind of safety net to be right. honest. So there's right. a glorification of just dive in. And it's like, actually, yeah, test the waters, explore it. That's when energetically our, the things that we're like testing the waters with can really thrive because we're not like gripping at it and needing it to move forward in a certain time frame, or else we might not be able to pay rent or whatever. That's not a place to create anything good. Oh no, you'll be in so much resistance. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's segue into actually, okay. Let's segue into your art a little bit and then we'll go back into some other, some other questions. But 
one of the things, and I pointed this out to you when I first saw you do this, you know, you're a projector in human design. And one of the things with projectors is basically showcasing their gifts to the world without any, any other intention other than I'm really like, I really love doing this and I'm going to show it to you. And then it just opened up invitations for people to like, learn from you. You created a program from it. You're selling your art, but like, you're also an art teacher, right? So I think that we have, we go into a career based on what feels fulfilling, where you can excel at our gifts. And it's in a paradigm that kind of makes sense to us in the world. Like I'm going to go to school, to become an art teacher. So I can teach people about like how much I love art. I'm going to go to school for this. If you're really good at numbers, you might go to school, to become like an accountant or something. Cause that's the paradigm that you're raised around. And then at some point you, you're like, wait a minute, that, it does speak to a little bit, but it's not completely fulfilling me. And I love for you, like this is full circle for you. You're teaching yeah. people art again, but not in a private school where you're teaching to kids. You're teaching to probably to other entrepreneurs or people, established women, like in a career who wanted to learn that. And so tell like, what was that pivot like from coaching to that? I know you made a big shift in your life. You went and moved from the city to like out in the country. Was it just being in that lifestyle that just led you to wanting to get into your art more? Although you did art in the city too. And yeah, yeah. not as much. And that was just because I hadn't really ever found the truly aligned art form for me. I used to do like quite large scale landscape paintings and they just, I loved them, but they just, it felt like work. And then at the end of last year, I stumbled upon people online painting mandalas, which is like, a have got one behind me in the video, but it's like a circular painting of these geometric, like sacred geometry. And it just really spoke to me. And it just feels so good. So I started doing that honestly from mostly from a place of just wanting some stress relief, but I'm just always someone that's going to be up to things and sharing it with other people. Like I can't not want to make an Instagram account for it. And that's not for any other reason than this is so fun. Let me share it. With exactly. You. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so I think the pivot, honestly, there are so many reasons behind it. And the main one is probably just that this feels really aligned. I really feel like I'm in my projector element where this is the thing that truly just magnetizes people to me. And I just have to share it. And it's this effortless audience growth and interaction. But in my previous business, I think because I wasn't really operating in that element, at least not to the extent that I am now, I wasn't feeling seen for quite a long time. And as a projector, that's like a huge thing, like feeling mm. like people, like you're in a space that people really value you. So that was part of it. The way that I had built my coaching business was almost like an influencer-esque type of content creation where I'm showing a lot of my lifestyle. And that was all well and good when I was 31. And now I'm 35 and I don't want to do that. Like I like being behind the camera. I have a real introverted artist side. And so I started looking for opportunities to not have to do the things anymore that didn't feel like breathing to me. That's probably the best way that I can describe it. And yeah, and I've just, I've always been very blessed that when I share my art, people just really respond to it. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. People just are very magnetized to it, which I'm super grateful for. So I think it was just such a contrast. It was calming. It felt just so inviting. The content creation part of it was fun and effortless and an extension of it. 
And it's just, I don't know, it's, I'm the aligned entrepreneur. And the funny thing is that's my brand as a coach, the aligned entrepreneur. The funny thing is I feel like I'm being the aligned entrepreneur more than ever, even though I'm barely posting to that account currently. I do have plans to go back, but I'm, I can't really divide my energy to too many places at once. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I love again in this, in this pivot is I'm just going to explore. I'm just going to showcase. I'm just going to like to do that. And that it just feels good. And that's the thing with the projector is like what feels good and had and showing that to others. And then truly that becomes like such a magnetism for other people. Were there any in these pivots that you made? Gosh, like so many pivots. I feel like in a short amount of time, like pivoting from being a teacher to being an entrepreneur, pivoting from living in the city to living out in the country, pivoting from one entrepreneur business to another. Were there limiting beliefs that popped in about that? And how did you regulate your nervous system and navigate through that? So it felt more safe to to jump into that pivot. Yeah. On a very tangible level, having clients on payment plans, knowing that there was at least some money coming in, there's still things that I am doing in my coaching business. So it was like dipping my toes in, but still at a time. Now I feel like I'm more the other way where it's like, I'm dipping my toes in the coaching, but it's been this sort of like gradual feeling out of one into the next, rather than just like throwing myself off the deep end. And yeah, I mean, I just really have a belief that like, when we follow our alignment and we're able to access through what we're doing, a way of being that's really of confidence. Cause that's, I'd say the biggest difference for me currently is that with what I'm doing right now, like I just have this certainty that I've not accessed for myself, like since before the pandemic, really. So like, I just know, I know where it's going. There's also not attachment because I just love it so much. So that actually really grounds me because it's a source of confidence in what I'm doing. I just, I believe that I'm a leader, that I can be a leader in this space. I believe I have a lot to share to this niche, but yeah, I did set things up strategically so that there was at least some money coming in through coaching clients. And then I think too, it's just, it's a decision to trust day by day yeah, and see what happens. I'm not at this point closed off to anything that I like need to do. If I needed to go and get a, like I said, a serving position or like whatever, I think <laughs> having a period of struggle, which I did over the pandemic actually really had me like, I don't operate in ego anymore. There was a time when the idea of trying something and having people watch as it didn't work out was like so threatening to me. Whereas now I'm like, whatever, this is the life of an entrepreneur. I know that success is in my DNA and it's fun. That's all. And I love who I am about being just willing to move forward in whatever calls me. And I like that. that I think I get to inspire, help inspire other people to do the same. And it sounds exploration and is a little bit in your DNA as well. You were in Australia for a bit and like, just let's try this and see if it works. And yeah. Yeah. And can I just go back to your question just to put it really bluntly? I think the best thing people can do is be okay with the worst case scenario. What if it fails? Let's actually go there. What if you throw everything you have into something and it totally crumbles around you? There's immense power in being okay, physically okay with the worst case scenario. And I actually like, that's actually a mindset practice that I get my clients to do actually go to the place where they're like being rejected or they're going broke or they're moving home or like whatever and finding safety in the nervous system in that possibility because now it's not something we need to act in avoidance of or try and avoid essentially yeah out of curiosity when you created that 
is it a mastermind or membership that you have right now where you're wanting to streamline things into like, just instead of having so many things that you're feeling spread thin, streamline everything. Were you doing that because you knew about love and dots or were you doing that because you were being, you felt being pulled to streamline things to open up yourself for whatever possibility could come in next? I did. I had started my mandala business, but it was like a month in not, and I was just learning the art form too. So it was purely exploratory at that point. I think that I started that because honestly that did not take off the way that I had planned, but I also didn't stay with it long enough to have it. I have clients in it. Like it's really effective for coaching clients, but the membership part of it really never <laughs> took off. I have a few people that are in it. And I think that I know actually that I was searching for the feeling that I have now in what I'm doing with Love and Dots, which was a lot more passive income, a lot more time freedom, a lot more creative freedom. I just didn't know what that looked like at the time. And I never in a million years thought I'm about to start a whole new business. I couldn't have even imagined that. So I was just feeling out possibilities that felt in alignment with where I really desired to go emotionally and how I desired my business to feel. And that one wasn't quite it. It's a beautiful resource. It's been great for coach for coaching clients, but yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> I, I could have a whole so episode on all the things came, I tried. Yeah. I think it beautifully came together, like retrospectively. And I feel like that often happens anyways, when you follow your intuition, it's like, you look back and oh my gosh, like that had to happen for this to happen or whatever. And like back to being grounded and re regulating your nervous system, I would imagine like Mandela artwork is grounding, yeah. regulating to your nervous system anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to give your viewers, watchers some context, like when I started my business, it took about a year until it really started making money. And then I very quickly scaled it to 20, 30 K months. And I really had this, this era of boss bay living in the fancy apartment in the city. And I got the Mercedes and all this stuff. And then throughout the pandemic, it all just crumbled. My mental health just crumbled. My ability to pay my team that I had hired crumbled. Like it all became so stressful, but it had me like really peel back the layers of all the things I was thinking I was supposed to be. And yeah, it single-handedly delivered me into the relationship that I'd always wanted and been perpetually single for like years because I had to really come into just a knowership with my true self. <laughs> painful. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, do you see, I know the answer to this already because I see it, but do you see like in any of your businesses from teaching to your lash business, to entrepreneurship, and now to the Mandela artwork, have you seen your gifts show up in those? And like, you're able to bring in what you've learned from the past business into the future one, or like your gifts just became more apparent in each one. Almost that's all that kind of needed to happen to bring you where you are. Oh now. gosh. Yeah. And you know what, on the topic of pivoting, like I really thought this coaching business is what I'm doing forever. And I clung on to it, I think for too long, or at least to the vision of it that I had, but I've been saying to people like, my coaching business was like the dress rehearsal essentially for what I'm doing now, because everything I'm doing now is very intentional. I know exactly where things are going. I know what the big picture is and how all the pieces fit together. And I only know, so it's like, I'm not, I know what's going to work here rather than having to perpetually try different things and hope for the best. Everything I've been doing with mm -hmm. Love and Dots has been working, which is a variety of like courses that I'm creating. And all of that is only because 
I not only had success as the aligned entrepreneur, but I had a lot of failure too. (laughs) Failure is actually more valuable. Oh, totally. That polarity (laughs) creates clarity. To wrap things up, I would love for you to any quick advice to those who are listening, who are wanting to make a pivot. What would you say to them? I think just what I've actually been saying this on interviews for years, just allow yourself to explore. We don't have to, like I said, dive off the deep end, but there is immense possibility when you open yourself up to there being possibility. And that's the part that a lot of people just don't even want to do. We just close everything off. One of my favorite quotes is the universe has answers for those who are willing to ask the questions. Start asking the questions, invest in an art course or sign up for a class or start an Instagram account. Like I think that's all I've, that's all I've ever been doing is exploring and having Mm -hmm. fun. And that's actually when things have been the most easy and the most prosperous when I'm not over planning, I'm just dipping my toes. I love that. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you and learn a little bit more about your art? Yeah. Currently I am most active, almost exclusively active on my Mandela art account, which is at love and dots because there's like a spirituality mindfulness component of it. I still do occasionally show up on at the aligned entrepreneur. And that is where there's like my whole history. There's a lot of just nostalgia for me in keeping that content and allowing it to move forward as I do plan for it. But yeah, I love connecting with people and it's very meditative content that I create there. It's not just a space for artists. It's anyone that are wanting to watch just a nervous system regulating (laughs) painting real for 30 seconds a day. Thank you, Lauren, for being on this call. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I know that what you said is going to help so many people. And I just love listening to your synopsis of things, explanations of things. And I had no idea about that quote. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down, but I don't know if that's the exact quote I've, but that's okay. (laughs) But thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. And thanks for your listeners. I really appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the expansion and evolution project presented by your life by design podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these amazing guests and their journey to living a mission driven life. If you're interested in your own expansion and evolution, then go ahead and download my free workbook that is exclusive to this project series. I have some incredible journal prompts that will have you thinking about your own ability to expand and evolve. And if you're ready to take it a step further and work with me, then check out my new program, Meet Your Edge, a powerful individually curated three-part one-on-one container designed to help you meet your edge and propel you towards your ultimate potential. It combines human design, rapid resolution therapy, and created for the woman who is ready to recognize her gifts, stand in her power, and take ownership as the person who thrives in a mission-driven life. You can grab the link to this program in the show notes as well. I'll see you on the next episode.